are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuk. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Madjuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFPaulBlast. Don't forget about my awesome co-host, Marcus Mosier. Welcome into the show, Marcus. Give him a follow at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, how's it going today? I We didn't have football this weekend. No, it was it <laughs> the first The first weekend is always the, the hardest because you realize this is what my life is going to look like until September. Yeah, I, and the rest of the country was just getting pounded with snow. Uh, no football on. It was it was really a sad and depressing weekend, Kate. But you know what I did to pass the time? I watched some Kyle Pitts film, and that was a lot of fun. And we're going to talk about him later on today's show. Yeah, I think it's absolutely uh, written in the stars for you. <laughs> Today happened to be the Kyle Pitts show because you did tweet out literally just before we started recording about Kyle Pitts, mm. and you didn't even realize he was on the show show doc for today. No, but now that so, I know what uh, we're talking about him, I'm I'm really excited. Probably, I, I don't want to spoil. We'll save it for the uh, for the for the show. Okay, that sounds good. Um, I figured I figured today we're going to talk about the 2020 class because looking at Dynasty League football's startup ADP for January, they are absolutely dominating the top 24. Uh, eight players, eight hmm. players coming out of their rookie season is are, are sitting in the top 24 in startup ADP, which I think is bonkers. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, and then I, I think we should close out the show with Kyle Pitts uh, because we saved the best for last. I agree. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. So I'm looking at the 2020 class. I went through ADP back to the 2015 draft class. The number of players that ranked top 24 in Dynasty ADP following their rookie season, uh, looking back all of these years, the closest we got to the 2020 class was the 2017 draft class, five players after their rookie season from the 2017 draft class, which we know that was a RB stud, mm. stud muffin class. Yes. Uh, five players ranked top 24 in startup ADP. What is so special about the 2020 class? Because other years, uh, the, the 2019 rookie class had two players ranked top 24, 2019, two players ranked top 24, 2016, uh, Two players ranked top 24. Eight players ranked top 24 in Dynasty Startup ADP. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so first and foremost, we knew going into the 2020 draft that it was a very wide receiver heavy draft. And that reflected at it, you know, during the draft. We saw, you know, C.D. Lamb go to the Cowboys. We saw Justin Jefferson go to the Vikings. Uh, We had T. Higgins. We just had a bunch of really talented receivers go inside the top 50. So that contributes to a lot of this. However, I think the difference was, Kate, is we had one first-round running back in the 2020 draft, and it was actually at pick 32. So in the first 30 picks, no running backs. It just happened to be that the top four running backs in this class all went to really, really good offenses and established offenses, right? Jonathan Taylor, a lot of people's top running back in this class, went to the Colts, who had arguably the best offensive line in football. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire goes to the Super Bowl-winning Kansas City Chiefs. J.K. Dobbins, a tough inside runner, goes to the best running team in all of the NFL. And then Cam Akers goes to the Rams, a team that 
produces some huge fantasy numbers for uh, for running back. So it's not all that surprising considering where these guys landed. Um, I think the 2021 class has similar running back talent, but will they land in the same situations and the you know the perfect roles? I'm not so sure. It's just it just happened to be a really good class of players that landed in great spots. It's definitely, I think, a lot of these guys, you know, had good matches. And the beautiful thing was that that they were able to produce uh, and they were put in a situation to produce pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. The one rookie I'm actually surprised isn't in the top 24 that I, I kind of expected was James Robinson. But we'll, we'll leave him out of the discussion today. Well, we, uh, So we let's look why, at the guys though, right? who did make the list. We, we, we do know. know why. Yeah, it's because he's an undrafted free agent. And those guys just typically don't hold those jobs for very long. As talented as he is and as much as we love him, they've got a new coach. It's a new front office. They're the odds of him staying and keeping that job for the next three years are pretty low, despite how good he was as a rookie. So this is the this is the list we have uh, at the tippy top of that list. Jonathan Taylor at uh, we have him at RB three RB three. He is uh, he's a he's a monster. He's an absolute monster. He broke some records to close out the season. I think he's a great fit with the Colts. Uh, we don't know what their quarterback situation is going to look like. Obviously, we have Philip Rivers, who retired. Um, but I, I feel like he deservedly has that spot secured. Yeah, I More th- interesting, yeah. I, I think DeAndre Swift. So hmm. uh, Swift finished as the RB18 in 2020, um, looked fantastic, was a very capable receiver, but I, I – I feel like we need to be more concerned about Detroit. He is currently being drafted uh, six overall. Holy Moses. <laughs> now, that's high. Dan Campbell said this is somebody they could get 25 touches per game. And we love that in the fantasy community, but we know that's not all that realistic. However, if the plan is to make him a featured back and let's say to get him between 18 and 20 touches, which is far more realistic. I could see that because he is a fantastic receiver. He's an explosive playmaker. So in PPR leagues, this is a team that's going to be probably not very good. They're going to be throwing a bunch. Could he average four or five receptions a game and finish with 70 on the season? I don't think that's unrealistic, Kate. I don't think it's unrealistic, but looking at who is being drafted behind him, I think that's that's part of the shock value for me. Tyreek Hill being drafted behind DeAndre Swift, mm. a, a proven uh, perennial wide receiver one. Uh, Stephon Diggs, who is being drafted as the wide receiver six in startup ADP. Uh, Nick Chubb just has, has from a, a consistency standpoint, proven uh, to be a, a safe asset. I'm just surprised that he climbed the list that quickly um, and, and made his way up to RB6. <sighs> I'm not, though, because of the talent, right? He, I mean, we know how supremely talented he is. He's in a situation where there's just not a lot of other guys that are going to take away touches, and especially if Kenny Galladay leaves and Marvin Jones leaves, who we think is going to probably make his way to the Rams. They might not have any choice but to just feed him touches. So considering the posi- positional value, how young he is, how explosive he is, I get it. It's a little bit high for me, Kate, but I completely understand. Now – Tell me this. Riddle me this. What is the difference between uh, our friend, 
what what is the difference between DeAndre Swift and Cam Akers, let's say, who did hmm. clock the top 24. He's coming in as the 23rd player off the board in Dynasty Startups for January 2021. Cam Akers being drafted as the RB14. What causes that sort of discrepancy between DeAndre Swift at RB6 and Cam Akers at RB14? Cam Akers had a very, very voluminous end to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, his his touch totals were absolutely off the charts. He had three games with more than 20 rushing attempts, had uh, two games with 130-plus rushing yards to close out the season. He was he was absolutely fed like a, a monstrous beast who is very hungry. <laughs> what is the difference between Cam Akers then and DeAndre Swift? Because I think that's a big, that's a really big gap that I don't like. I, I'm looking at Cam Akers and thinking he looks much more delicious uh, from a, a, you know, we, we've seen the, the talent and Cam Akers isn't a guy that I've been super high on. I sure. was not a fan of Cam Akers coming into this class. Um, I, you know, I, I just felt like he was tackled too easily. And I think just watching his tape from the 2020 season, um, he, he looked really improved in that area for me. Um, but I mean, Cam Akers, we saw him get those touches, right? We, we haven't seen DeAndre Swift get those touches. We've seen him get the targets. I, I'm not sure what is causing that gap here in ADP. Well, all right. First and foremost, he was really good at the end of the season, had just about 520 yards in the last five games, two touchdowns, and then obviously was really, really good in the playoffs. But you mentioned it, Kay. You weren't a big fan of him coming into the NFL, and I think that's the difference here for me, right? I like Swift about a round better in the actual NFL draft. It just happened to be that Akers went to a better situation. However, we've seen now with Sean McVay over the last two seasons, he can be a little bit fickle with his running backs, right? Like, for whatever reason, he likes Malcolm Brown. Uh, Darrell Henderson, I mean, I always liked quite a bit, and we'll see him get some run every now and then. He's entering the third year of his rookie contract. I just think it's because the Rams have other guys, and McVay has shown before that he'll use some of these other running backs. That's why he comes in a little bit lower than Swift, but... It is interesting there's that big of a gap between those two. Yeah, I just don't, from a talent perspective, from a situation perspective, I don't think the gap is that far. So what you're saying um, is you, if you had Swift, you would be looking to trade him for Acres and something else using the Dynasty ranks, right? You could point to DLF yes. and say, hey, listen, there's a big difference here between Swift and Acres. Why don't you toss me back a hypothetical second round pick? Yes, I okay. would absolutely do that in a second. And it's all it, it all comes down to sort of value at the position because I, I think you're drafting DeAndre Swift as the RB6 at peak value. Again, love I, I do like DeAndre Swift. I, I so did I. have him yes. more highly ranked um, coming into this uh, you know situation into the season, but I'm still not as big a fan of <clears throat> excuse me, his situation. Um, not not just Detroit it's um it's rough I don't like Detroit I don't like Detroit I don't want to trust Detroit running backs it hurts I've done it far too many times um but it's it's really just the fact that we haven't necessarily seen him get those touch totals I know we get uh every season we get coach speak hyping up Uh, we heard it from Miles Sanders last year who did have Hmm. plenty of touches but he wasn't uh the full 
Uh, you know, he wasn't getting 25 touches a game. I, I think we sort of set that bar really high for Miles Sanders, and I think we might be doing the same as we set the bar for DeAndre Swift. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, I just want to close out this discussion on the 2020 rookie class, and um, we'll, we'll ask a couple of questions. Who's, who's going to disappoint? Who's going to meet mm-hmm. expectations? We'll be right back. The 2020 NFL season might be a wrap, but there's still plenty of betting to be done. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. There you can bet on all kinds of sports, including football, basketball, baseball, golf, hockey, MMA, soccer, tennis. The options are limitless. Whether you're looking to bet live game lines, player prop bets, or team futures, BetOnline AG has it all. Don't waste another minute and go check out BetOnline.ag and do not forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON so you can get your 50% welcome bonus and you can roll in the cash alongside with us. Again, that's BetOnline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON. Welcome back into the show, everybody. We are going to talk about the big eight, the top eight rookies who have dominated this class, and they are now ranked top 24 in startup ADP over on DynastyLeagueFootball.com. They've uh, they've certainly climbed the ranks very quickly. So I want to talk about these guys. I'm going to name them off, and then I want to ask you a couple of questions, Marcus. Sure, let's do it. So the big eight, Jonathan Taylor – DeAndre Swift, Justin Jefferson, J.K. Dobbins, C.D. Lamb, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Cam Akers, and Antonio Gibson. You got that? Are they impressed in your mind? They are. I, I, I'm kind of shocked that Justin Jefferson is behind two running backs, though, to be honest. I'm shocked that Justin Jefferson is uh, behind one of those running backs, and I guess i think you could already guess who so uh, it's, deandre swift yeah so basically what we're arguing here is jonathan taylor justin jefferson in dynasty and positional value obviously goes to jonathan taylor but when you look at what jefferson did as a rookie 1400 total yards how young he is the longevity that you're, you're going to have with him I, I probably would lean jefferson but it is interesting that it, there's two guys ahead of him and i do think i just overall my preference and dynasty I do like uh from a startup perspective in my rookie drafts I tend to target running backs and but I build the core of my team around perennial wide receivers and uh, perennial top performers um that's that's where I want the base because I do feel like we can fill in the gaps uh you know year to year using our rookie picks with some of these running backs who maybe aren't as talented but touch uh, touches mean everything right yes, yes but let's let's consider this list um who is most likely to disappoint in terms of their dynasty startup adp out of this list mm. in the coming season mm. not not overall uh so we're not talking like full career trajectory here but who's going to disappoint in 2021 based on their startup adp right now See, that's fascinating because I like all these guys quite a bit individually. But if you're asking me for the one guy that I think is going to be a little bit disappointing, it's probably Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just because that's an offense that doesn't need to run the ball at all. Uh, 
we're going to see Damian Williams come back, likely. Uh, the Chiefs are probably going to draft another wide receiver or add in another receiver. I just don't think he's ever going to get enough of a workload to ever be a true RB1 in Dynasty. Um, but a lot of people spent the 101 on him last year. You're going to have to spend a pretty high pick on him in startups. Uh, I, I think I would rather have Cam, Aker, Cam Akers over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, but that's close. I, I, those bottom three running backs after you know after Taylor, uh, Swift, and Dobbins, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Cam Akers, and Antonio Gibson. Depending on the day, you could you you could change the order for me, and I would be fine with it. But man, that's fascinating, Kate. DeAndre Swift is mine, obviously, and I'm not going to harp on it any longer because I I don't want it to come off as though I don't like DeAndre Swift. I just. I hate the situation. I hate hmm. uh, the. I, I just. I. I don't like the situation because, with. Uh, with that offense, you know, we have Jared Goff in a new system. We know he's. Uh, he is a, a system quarterback. How is he going to adapt to a new offense, uh, new playmakers? There's a lot of turnover on that roster right now. There might not be as many scoring opportunities as we would like. Obviously, as a receiving back, there is the potential if they are struggling offensively for, um, you know, some garbage time volume, but situationally this season, I don't want to buy a a running back with a team going into full rebuild. Um, now let's, let's flip it. Who's going to meet expectations out of this list in 2021. Who's going to be worth that draft draft value. CD lamb. And it's, it's hard because the rookie season was so up and down, but the Cowboys will have Dak Prescott back under center this year. And, I, Kate, the first five games of the season, CeeDee Lamb had 433 yards and two touchdowns. He was on pace for 1,400 yards and six touchdowns as a rookie. Uh, he basically was going to do what Justin Jefferson did. And I don't think he was particularly good in the first five games of the season. He looked very much like a rookie. Um, and then once the, the quarterback situation changed, his production really dropped off. He still finished with uh, 1,000 yards and six touchdowns, which is which is really good. But I think in this offense for the Cowboys, I think it's very, very realistic to see him get 1,200, 1,300 yards, potentially double-digit touchdowns uh, with the Cowboys this year. This is going to be uh, one of the top two or three offenses in the league. So I think there's a good chance that CeeDee Lamb finishes as a top 10 receiver uh, as soon as 2021. And frankly, Kate, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he surpasses Justin Jefferson because the touchdown potential is going to be there. He was averaging with Prescott 16 yards per reception, which is just absolutely Ooh. insane from the slot. I think he is going to have a monster, monster 2021 20, season. His splits were definitely um, shocking to say the least with and without Dak Prescott, uh, there was a a huge monstrous difference there. Um, Now what, I mean, maybe we're going to get value just on all sides of this Cowboys offense, because though we did see a a disappointing season from Zeke right now, he's currently being drafted as the RB 13. If you think he's going Mm. to continue to see volume and continue to see targets could be a, a value at, RB thirteen, and then what, what other running backs uh, are there, Kate? What, what around the Zeke range? What other guys are around him? Um, so we got at RB ten, Josh Jacobs. Uh, then ahead, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Miles Sanders, Ezekiel Elliott. 
Then okay. Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, Aaron Jones. It, it feels like that's sort of about the right price yeah, for him. Yeah, it does. I, I was considering say, I w- age and touch total. I, I, a, a super high end RB two with R, low RB at one potential for Zeke in this year, just because. The touches are there. The Cowboys under Mike McCarthy and under Kellen Moore, their offensive coordinator, are one of the most run-heavy teams when they get inside the five-yard line. So I do think with a better quarterback play, you're going to see more touchdowns from Zeke. But, yeah, I think that's that's about right. That's where I would feel comfortable drafting him. That feels right, but I will like in terms of 2021 production, I do think he's going to be worth uh, – I could see him finishing ahead of RB13 – and then uh, from you know the other perspective, the wide receiver position, uh, Amari Cooper, still uh, 26 years old, 6'1", 210 pounds. He's a superstar, and he's going at wide receiver 16. So I, I think all of these guys have the potential to finish top 10 in their position under Dak Prescott, and we could be in for a really interesting season for the Cowboys. So I like that pick. Let's take another quick break here, and then I want to talk about Uh, the tight end, Mm. the the generational tight end that is Kyle Pitts. We'll be right back. Are you ready to try the best tasting protein bar ever? Look no further than Built Bar. Built Bars are soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and they are great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat with a low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber option with Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and six delicious new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, my favorite, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. They've got a flavor for whatever you might be craving. Right now, Built Bar is offering our listeners 20% off of your next order using promo code LOCKEDON. Go check out BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on for 20% off your next order. Start off this new year right, and let's go ahead and get fit together. And what better way to do so than indulging in a delicious and healthy treat? BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on. Welcome back into the show, everybody. We are going to close out today's show with another rookie preview. Guys, if you have not been listening, please go back, scroll back check out all of the profiles we've done so far. Uh, We've been teaming up with Matt and Ryan to get you all of the rookie information you need nice and early so you can start making some well-informed decisions for your dynasty teams as we get into hashtag rookie saison. Kyle Pitts. Gosh, Mm. I've been waiting for this, this, uh, this date where I knew we got to talk about Kyle Pitts because from the moment I turned on his tape, I fell in love. Kyle Pitts, 6'6", 246 pounds. And uh, you would never, ever, ever believe that that was uh, his playing weight. No. Because no. he moves uh, with the finesse of a, uh, a, a, normal, a normally built man, like maybe like 200 pounds. Like he, he plays like he is much smaller than he is, but... Um, that size, he's he's absolutely monstrous. He can uh, run very smooth routes, uh, can create separation. I'm I'm already gushing, so let's just say, <laughs> you take over, so I can collect my thoughts because it's it's nothing but a love fest over here. 
So anybody who's followed me on Twitter knows my thoughts about Kyle Pitts. I believe he is the best tight end prospect to, to enter the NFL since Vernon Davis, Kellen Winslow. Like it's it's been it's been a minute since we've had a tight end like him. And I know the overall success rates for tight ends drafted in the first round has not been very good it, it, over the last decade. However. This is a special tight end. This is a guy who's already one of the best receiving tight ends, you know, coming into the NFL because he can do everything, right, Kate? He's not just a one-dimensional turnaround and catch a six-yard pass. You can put him in the slot. You can put him on the outside, and we're seeing him beat first-round corners in the SEC. He can beat zone coverage. He can beat man coverage. He can make plays after the catch. He averaged 18 yards per reception last year. And then on top of that, he has a, a, an insane catch radius. I, I, I just posted a graphic today of all the different styles of catches that he's made. I think he is an absolute superstar. And if you don't believe he's a true tight end, I don't really care. Call him Calvin Johnson. Call him Chase Claypool. <laughs> Vincent Jackson. It, it doesn't really matter. He He's a receiving weapon. And it's going to be so nice that we get to classify him as a tight end in dynasty and fantasy football because he is going to be a rock star in the NFL. It does feel like a cheat code. Um, all, of, all of 2020, I feel like, uh, or leading into 2020, Everybody was sort of chanting in the offseason, why aren't we listing Chase Claypool as a tight end? Mm -hmm. Why isn't he playing at tight end? But we get get the opposite here. Kyle Pitts, um, he definitely is utilized more as a receiver. Um, That's been sort of one of his biggest knocks is that he's not uh, as proficient in run blocking. Who cares? who that's what matter. I'm saying. So um, for fantasy football, that doesn't matter because mm-hmm. I mean, like, look at look at a player like Evan Ingram, who uh, not not to compare talent wise. But I mean, that was that was a knock on on Evan Ingram as well. Or and Darren Waller, uh, Darren, Darren Waller, or Darren Waller. Year, right? And that's really the comp that I see with him. Again, a six, six, 250 pound guy that can beat linebackers with, you know, with his size. He can beat safeties with his quickness. That's the style of tight end you're getting here. It's not an Evan Ingram where it's 230 pounds and it's really a receiver. This is a guy that's going to have a significant size and athleticism uh, advantage over everybody that guards him. And I do think the fact that um, he is so large, he's going to be an immediate, immediate threat Mm -hmm. in the red zone for whatever team is lucky enough to draft him. He's going to go very early. Um, led the FBS in receiving yards for tight ends, almost uh, tied for the the most receiving touchdowns. But he really looks um, as though he plays like a receiver. Yes. Now, my question for you, because I'm, I, I mean, obviously we're all looking at Kyle Pitts as the tight end one, uh, led in yards per route run, which was an is an excellent metric. Uh, when you're looking at the the capability of receiving tight ends, now let's let's think over uh, if we're in a startup draft right now that included rookies, how early would you be drafting Kyle Pitts? Because I think it would be a little too early for most people. Um, Assuming a non-tight end premium, right? Just a straight dynasty, straightforward, right? Just a straight dynasty, because mm-hmm. I think he could uh, be the. A, a perennial top five tight end right out of the gate. Um, for for some context, we have uh, we have George Kittle being drafted as the tight end one right now. 
Um, he's going just in the beginning of the third round. Um, so we'll use that as your metric. Darren Waller um, uh, going towards the, the end of the third, mm-hmm. early fourth. I think after the top three tight ends, obviously Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, I have no problem with all at all having Pitts as that number four guy because I think he offers more receiving upside than TJ Hawkinson. Mark Andrews is just he's in an offense that's never going to feature him as a passing weapon. I think tight end four is where I would feel really comfortable doing it. I think I would feel comfortable taking him um, like right now. If I'm in a dynasty startup with rookies, I'd probably be taking him at late fourth, early fifth round. Yeah, it feels about right. Well, what about regular rookie drafts? Because I, w- I was just kind of thinking this, you know, when you have your rookie drafts in a couple months, obviously at the very least you're going to have Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase. But I think after the top three, Kate, that's when I can start having the conversation about Pitts, especially if you're one of these teams that is really, really struggling at the tight end position. You mean all of our teams? Uh, <laughs> well, yes, all of our, mostly. <laughs> the answer all of our is teams. all of our teams. Yes, yes. I do think um, it, when I'm looking at uh, like just standard rookie draft, single quarterback. Um, honestly, I, I might be in consideration depending on landing spot. I do yes, think. Yes. Um, depending on on the landing spot, I might be comfortable drafting Kyle Pitts ahead. Of Travis Etienne. Mm, okay, so let me, let me give you a potential landing spot, and you tell me if if this would if this would get you going. <laughs> what about the Chargers at pick number thirteen? You pair him with Justin Herbert. Hunter Henry is a free agent. How would you like Kyle Pitts in that offense? Oh, I would absolutely love it because okay. um, you're looking at a, a young quarterback who's going to be paired with his young tight end for a very long time to come. Um, we saw. Herbert and and a guy like Mike Williams, like I'm not going to I'm not going to make the comp of Kyle Pitts to Mike Williams. But just when we're considering big bodied receivers who can uh, make big plays Mm -hmm. down the field, we saw Justin Herbert and Mike Williams come like this close to having a bonkers season. It was ridiculous. Um, Looking at the catches that could have been for that that pairing once once you've got Justin Herbert evolved in that offense. Mike Williams could have had a an absolute crazy season. I was waiting for him to break out all season long because all of these plays that they had together were just so close. Um, and I, I think Kyle Pitts is better than Mike Williams. So I'm just going to slot him in there. Uh, <laughs> so, and I, I think that he could actually come down with those big monstrous plays and, and put up a, – 750 yards and 10 touchdowns right out of the gate so my fear though kate that's again that's the ideal landing spot but my fear is actually the two teams ahead of him right the giants evan ingram is a free agent i would be shocked if he comes back i just don't trust jason garrett to know how to use that type of player uh the giants offensive coordinator obviously the quarterback isn't very good and then the 49ers at 12 i do trust Kyle Shanahan to use somebody like Kyle Pitts and I think it would be intriguing to put Kyle Pitts and George Kittle on the same offense uh, but he's just never going if, to, if that's the case, he's just never going to get the volume that we're looking for and he's going to start taking away stuff from Kittle so if he goes 12 to the 49ers it actually hurts two different tight end you know, guys in Dynasty so that's my fear, I would love to see him end up with the Chargers or maybe even the Bengals at pick number five. You put him with Joe Burrow in the middle of the field. Whew, that would be a lot of fun. 
I, I do think that would be fun. And the two the two teams that you did mention, the the 49ers and Giants, if that was the case for Kyle Pitts, either one of those, I would take Travis Etienne ahead of Kyle Pitts, regardless of, of landing spot. But um, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that there are just about a million places where I think Kyle Pitts could be drafted and be right. fantasy relevant. I don't think it's going to be hard for him to find uh, volume just when you consider the talent, when you consider um, you know the fact that uh, though he's not asked to block maybe as often as some other tight ends in the FBS, he's still a capable blocker. Um, he's going to fit right into an NFL offense, and I think he's going to see the field uh, pretty immediately. I would agree. All right, everybody, that is our show for today. Tell me, where are you drafting Kyle Pitts in your rookie startup drafts? Like, let's let's say right, or not rookie startup drafts, like your actual startup mm. drafts. If rookies were involved, I want to hear where you guys would take Kyle Pitts because am I insane? Do I love him too much? I want to know uh, what everybody thinks here. Please be sure to subscribe. Hit that five-star review if you're feeling so generous. Follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Uh, and of course, follow me, your host, Kate Majuk, at Twitter, uh, on, on Twitter, at FFBallBlast. Follow Marcus Mosier at Marcus underscore Mosier. And be sure to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Matt Williamson, Ryan McDowell, they're coming up next. You're going to get a couple of rookie previews, Trevor Lawrence and Kenneth Gainwell. Mm.